Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. Well, howdy, Holden Village. My name is Mindy Roll. I am the Lutheran campus pastor at Texas A&M and Blinn College in Bryan and Blinn College in Brenham. I am here this week teaching on the theme of reforming worship. Um, and so we are looking at three newer expressions of worship, three that we use at Texas A&M and Blinn in our campus ministry. Um, and so I'll tell you a little bit about each of those. But first, a word about the context I work in. I work primarily with students at Texas A&M and Blinn, as well as young adults in the community. And so our ages are usually between about 18 and 30. And we um, gather every week for worship, for study, for small groups, um, for leadership, for uh, dinner for all sorts of other things, um, but really the heart of what we do is our weekly worship, which happens on a Tuesday night. Um, part of this group, part of the way we worship is um, by asking about what is the need with this particular group. So a little bit about our group. Um, we have probably half of our group are what we consider cradle Lutheran. So they've grown up in the Lutheran church, they're uh, familiar with the um, liturgy, they're fairly familiar with how Lutherans understand scripture. Um, the other half is not Lutheran. They are folks from sort of all walks of life, um, people who used to be of a different religious tradition um, and found that it didn't feed them or sustain them or that it was too hard. Um, and so sometimes are, are just looking for a gracious place to rediscover faith. Um, we also have a good number of students who didn't grow up in any religious tradition. So these are the folks that we consider none. Um, who are really stepping foot into the faith world for the first time. They're curious. They want to learn. Um, they don't bring a lot of uh, kind of religious baggage. They just bring a lot of questions. Um, so that is the mix of uh, who we serve in this campus ministry. Um, it is a fun mix and it is a hard mix, um, but it is, it's always exciting. So taking all that into account, we have developed several forms of worship. We actually work with six forms of worship um, that we rotate through, um, but three of them um, are, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you about three of them, um, but I can tell you about the other three if you're interested. You can send me an email. Um, so the first one that we do is kind of the signature worship um, with our group, and it's called the living room. And this is um, a really casual approach to worship. We set up the space like it is a living room. Um, and one of the needs that this one is answering is um, the... Um, the need for a space to be vulnerable. And so we find with a lot of young adults, um, they aren't asked to be vulnerable in their life, not in their classes, not in their, not with their roommates, um, not on social media. Um, they know how to present well. And so um, we ask them in this worship service to come with your full self, which isn't the side that presents well. So we offer a theme for each worship, worship, 
for each worship. For example, fear and fear not is the theme we're working with this week. And then we give students a week or two to write uh, a poem, to write an essay, a mini essay, to um, take a picture, to do some artwork, um, anything that speaks to that theme of fear or fear not. And then for worship, we sit uh, in what looks like a living room, an expanded living room, um, which is an intimate space. Your living room is an intimate space. Um, and we do some singing and some praying, and then we open up the floor for about 10 minutes to invite people to share um, what they what they have created around the theme. Um, and then we use the music to sort of speak back to the theme. And so, for example, fear um, if people are speaking about fear, then the scripture reading and the music um, would, would speak about God's promises to be with us in fear. And so it's a really carefully designed worship Um we generally have Eucharist with every worship service, and so students are then invited to Eucharist, framing it as sort of a, um, framing it within the theme of fear and that God comes to us in our fear, um, and then students are given several options of prayer stations before we come back together. Um, we did this one in the village this morning, and one of the um, participants said, I wasn't expecting to, to be this vulnerable or to feel this vulnerable. Um, and, and that is exactly what this worship is about. Um, like I said, the invitation to bring your full self, to not bring the part of you that you present, um, but to recognize that God and the community um, welcome who you are and, and whatever that might mean. Um, so that is, that is the first form of worship called the living room. Um, the second one that we are playing with this week is... Um, uh, called traveling worship, for kind of a lack of a better word. And so in a typical Sunday liturgy, we move through lots of things really quickly, right? We start with confession and forgiveness. We move into um, the readings. We move into the sermon. We move into the um, offering, the sharing of the peace, the Eucharist. Um, and for most folks, there is um, it's a little bit too fast, right? Or maybe, maybe it feels too slow. But um, there's no sense of sort of lingering in... Um, in a, in a liturgical moment. Um, so for traveling worship, what we do is we take the liturgy and we break it apart um, into, into various stations. And so, for example, we might have a confession and forgiveness station where there might be a series of questions around um, what feels broken um, in your life, what feels broken in the world, um, or where have you fallen short, or um, anything that uh, sort of opens us up to, um, to our own brokenness. And uh, so in the station, you sit with a partner. You can pick a question. There's usually a list of questions. And um, and then you end by uh, offering one another a blessing and forgiveness. You can stay at this station for the entire time, um, or you can move from that to another station. So another example of a station might be an experiential table, where we take the text, um, the story, and we break it apart into various elements. And so you might walk around the table and touch certain things and hear the story through touch. Um, there might be a guided meditation station um, where you'd again hear the text as if you are a part of the story. Um, there might be a singing station. We're going to have one of those this week where um, if if the place you want to linger is in song, then you're invited to sit around the piano um, and just sing for the full worship service. The way this worship service works is that um, you can move around um, and you're supposed to move around. And so you can decide that for 30 minutes, if it's a 30-minute um service, you can stay in one spot, but the hope is that you spend five or six minutes in each station and you move between them. But if you find that you need to linger in a place for that week, you need to linger in song, you need to linger in prayer. Um, prayer is another one of the stations and that can be set up in lots of ways, um, but it, it might be with a prayer partner or it might be with um, 
and with candle lighting or um, prayers for the world. Um, but wherever you need to linger sort of in the liturgy, um, you can do that in traveling worship. So we begin together and we end together, but then the middle space is, is sort of time to move through the liturgy. You can do it with a friend, with a, with a partner, you can do it as a group, um, or you can do this individually, sort of at your own pace. Um, the hope of this sort of worship is that um, uh, is, is kind of twofold. One is that it um, it stands alone as a form of worship, particularly for um, folks who um, maybe the Sunday expression of worship um, doesn't doesn't um, doesn't speak deeply to them. Um, but secondly, the hope is that this type of worship um, can sort of prepare you then for a Sunday worship. And so, if you have spent time in um, prayer during the week, or you've spent time in um, confession, then on Sunday morning when you hear the confession, you will hear it differently. And when there's time for prayer, you will hear prayer differently. We also usually have a Eucharistic station, um, or sometimes we end with Eucharist altogether, but um, you in, you encounter it differently when you have sort of spent time slowly in the other stations. Um, so that is a traveling worship. Uh, this one is really fun because um, it can be a huge variety of stations. Um, you might have a sharing of the peace station where it's just a time of um, offering um, love and compassion to those around you or um, or an offering station or a service station. We've also, also often done that where you might come and write um, a letter to someone in a nursing home or you might send a letter to your representative. Um, so you could have 15 stations. You could have three or four stations. Usually we shoot for um, four to five for a 30-minute worship um, but it's a fun it's a fun way to worship, um, and then the third one that we are doing this week uh, is kind of the newest form of worship, and it is the one that I am still learning about. Um, we call it fire, um, and this really grew from students' experiences at um, camp. A lot of them are camp staff, summer camp staff, or they were um, campers as children, and find camp worship really meaningful. Um, but what they find meaningful is the sense of community around them. Um, not necessarily what happens in camp worship. Um, so as a ministry, we, we've sort of broken down what is what is meaningful about camp worship or what is distinctive about it. And one of the things that's distinctive is that it involves your body. It involves your full body. Um, a lot of the music has uh, motions, and this is really, really fun for kids, but this gets awkward the older you get. Um, so we recognize it with college students and young adults. Um, how might we invite sort of a more bodily experience of worship, right? Sunday morning, the liturgy has you standing, has you shaking hands, has you coming forward for Eucharist. It is a bodily experience, but we often don't experience it that way. Um, so this form of worship um, is, uh, like I said, a little bit of a challenge to me. I'm still learning. But it is an, um, an invitation to be sort of fully bodily present in worship and recognize that God comes to us bodily, which is often the piece that we miss in a liturgy. Um, so this one might start with an, um, an invitation to be in a posture of prayer, um, where you might uh, put a hand out to receive and put out a hand out to give, um, something that sort of resets your body into a space of, that this is worship. Um, in this sort of worship, we also have, um, we do something called body prayer, which um, as we move through the prayer petitions, you are invited to move your body in, into that, um, a, a posture that, that reflects that. So for example, if we um, have a petition around thanks, you're invited to to move your body into what feels like thanks or confession or um, praise or or need or anything, um, but it asks you to to be bodily present, 
sort of fully in what we are saying. Um, and then the middle part of the worship, the bulk of the worship, is um, kind of what I'm what I'm calling uh, an examine of the body. And so we're using the 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 understanding of the examine, the spiritual practice of the examine, of sort of slowly walking through your day, recognizing where God was present, where God felt, um, where you felt fully alive, where you felt really drained. Um, but to do this uh, with sort of an eye toward your body, right? And so, um, where where have your feet uh, taken you this day? Um, where have your feet touched grace this day, right? And so what it, what will happen is you'll do a check in through your body, recognizing that. Um, that this is a this is a way that God comes to us, but we who spend most of our time in our heads and we are we are thinking people um, often don't recognize the ways that um, God is already God is coming to us apart from our from our brains. Um, so we, so we move through a check in um, of the body uh, and with an invitation to sort of seeing God differently and seeing God differently in your day and in your experience and um, in your in your sense of being an embodied person. Again, the hope of this one, the hope of all three of these, um, along with the other three that we do, is that um, for students or others who will eventually sort of settle into a, Luther, a regular, standard, traditional Lutheran liturgy, that they can enter it differently because they've been taught to, um, they've been taught to slow down, they've been taught to bring their full self, they've been they've been taught to be sort of bodily present, um, and so once we learn how to worship in these um, sort of smaller ways. Uh, we enter um, a traditional liturgy or even a contemporary liturgy differently. Um, but the other hope is that these are also three worship services that easily, um, we have communion at all of them, and um, these stand alone as, as worship services that um, young adults and students are particularly uh, drawn to um, because it it asks something different of them, um, something different of culture, but also asks something different of um, sort of their experience of growing up in the church. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.